Turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though. Play it I hope you got in tune. Got he talking bigger business. Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. As mentioned in the crossover with Amy, we've got a timely show. The podcast that dropped last week, we had the Mom Project on. Um, and obviously right now, those of you watching the news, uh, Dorian is, is getting close to category four, uh, who will insure these people and that company that literally is going to insure them. Hopefully, uh, we'll be calling in about two o'clock. So before we uh, do any of the startup showcase stuff though, we might as well welcome in our co-host for the shows today, Krista Cruz, Paula Fontana. You are the uh, co-founder and VP of operations from new bundle. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here, Scott. Uh, so we might as well just start off with what New Bundle is and, and go there, and then we can sort of parse apart why it's important, and then just sort of like my own, you know, obviously limited experiences in the space of of fertility, but it's a conversation piece that I think is is impacting a ton of people out there, um, and it's it's one of those that people don't want to talk about sometimes. There's sort of a kind of a weird, which I, I think plays into why your solution is so interesting is that people don't really want to talk about the struggles they're having with people who have a bunch of kids and everyone's like, yeah, this is easy. I don't know. Like, what's your problem? It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. And, and so like, sometimes you feel like there's no place to go and a new bundle is providing a place to go and, and it serves a lot of different purposes for a lot of people. Uh, so without any more for me, what, what exactly is new bundle? So in the the quick ten second intro, new bundle. We've pro- got an hour. You can take you can take a forty minute <laughs> intro. Before we you'd dive like down to. into more specifics, new bundle provides fertility coaching and medication management solutions to fertility clinics, and we use that same software to provide an affordable voluntary benefit to employers. Okay, and from a technical standpoint, you know what was the what was the the tactical thing that you felt like was just flat out missing in the market? Well. We saw everything. <laughs> we uh, a few things. We saw uh, an increasing need. Now, one in seven people um, struggle to get uh, pregnant naturally, and they need some kind of help. Uh, that the range of what that help is varies. Um, but when someone does need help, uh, their options are relatively limited. If they end up needing to go to a fertility clinic and needing um, uh, IVF or some other kinds of treatments, it can cost tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, one of the big problems here, aside from the expense, is that it's not covered by healthcare insurance for the most part, and it's that those are just aren't sums that that people can afford when the average level of savings across the country is closer to three thousand dollars. I think one of the the problems with this area is Google. Quite frankly, it's like you don't know what the problem is. You're not a doctor. You're kind of guessing. You're talking to doctors. They're all telling you different things. There, mm-hmm. it could be, could be him, it could be her, could be both of you, could be all kinds of things. And I, I think a lot of the people who go through this, I'm going to use the word suffer because it's not just the 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 pain in the butt that is finding a solution. It's the not knowing and like just guessing and patching together like someone's opinion, even though they're a doctor, they, they're still kind of guessing until further notice. And you go home and immediately just start Google searching. And in the little dark hole that that leads you down is usually not a good one. And then, you know, and the, the people I know who have had problems, it's they just sort of go at it like I have like we're not going to have kids. Like mm-hmm. we just it's, it's impossible. And they it just is too overwhelming for them to go into it. And so I think, you know, one of the elements that is I hope ends up being like a big part of the solution is is the coaching and the conversation and the FAQ and the ability to go to like one place 
that does have a lot of information that does pertain to you. That's not like some weird, scary person who posted anonymously on Facebook what they thought their problem was, and that you almost certainly have it too because you have symptoms that mirror my. Like it's just it's a weird world, and and people don't know how to search properly, and so they end up with like a lot of the wrong advices. And so I feel like that like that just hand holding up to finding the solution is like almost as valuable as actually finding the solution. Yeah. When someone's, when, uh, you know, people want to start a family and they're struggling, it, it's an all encompassing issue. It, it affects them, um, at home. It affects them at work, struggling to, to focus and concentrate on anything, but, um, this problem. And you're right. People do Google and there's a, a wealth of questionable content, um, and actually one of the big uh, problems if someone does end up going to, to see a fertility specialist is the, the doctors and staff there have to uneducate all the um, bad assumptions yeah. that, that people have learned online. And that whole process takes some time and can, can make finding a solution even more difficult. So I totally agree. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and I'd love to learn more about why you guys chose to get in and tackle this problem. And, you know, if there are personal stories behind it, like what, what exactly was your, your jumping point into this? And then we'll learn more about like, you know, walking people through it, how they can use it and that kind of stuff. So we'll take a quick break here and we will re- be right back with New Bundle. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Catoon. Joining me, Krista Cruz and Paula Fontana from New Bundle. Uh, we left off talking about sort of the challenges that the, the end user is facing and why they might want to look into this. Uh, I'd love to learn from you guys sort of what your reasoning and how you sort of got involved in this mission. Yeah, so uh, my co-founder, John Tesuli, and I started the company last year. We saw a big need broadly, but then um, we had some personal experiences. And then also from talking to, to people in our circles, we realized it was just a big um, uh, problem that people weren't talking about. And we saw a bunch of stats, which kind of um, really brought that to, to bear. One of the biggest ones is if you look at the the rates that people use IVF in the US versus other countries where uh, cost isn't such a big barrier it's used between depending on the the country you're looking at between four and eight hundred percent more per capita in countries in Western Europe in Australia wow. than in the US and that's largely down to the price and just how inaccessible it is here not because of the need the social dynamics are relatively similar and so we knew this was a big problem and given our backgrounds he and i had started uh, a few companies separately this is our first one together but given our skill sets we knew this was something that we could uh, meaningfully tackle yeah and so we started looking at okay how do we expand access expand care one of the first things we went to was um maybe financing is the way to go there were a couple of companies doing it but it really wasn't widespread and accessible but from talking to a handful of uh, people that work in lending in our circle and VCs, we c- quickly concluded that uh, that might help on the margins, but um, it, w- it would be tough to bring down rates uh, as much as we would need to because um, repayments are highly correlated to success rates with fertility treatments, and unfortunately, they're not high. You typically yeah. need uh, a couple, maybe even three or more, um, rounds of fertility treatments like IVF before you might uh, be successful if you are. Uh, and so uh, then we thought about insurance. Um, and I do think that's the, the, that's the best solution, spreading the risk. Um, and where do people get insurance? It's from their employers. 
But building an insurance company from scratch is um, difficult. It takes a lot of upfront capital and a lot of risk. And so uh, we couldn't start as an insurance company. And that brought us to uh, the voluntary benefit. It's a way to provide access to care through um, our uh, concierge platform, access to experts, curated content, um, discounted treatments at clinics and pharmacies, and preferred access to medical loans. So it's a much more affordable way for an employer uh, for us to be able to offer something and for an employer to be able to afford to offer some level of care to their employees. Do you see this graduating at some point into an insurance platform or the ability to do that? Or to is that just like off the books for now? Or? Uh, it's it's off the books for now. Right now, we really want to focus on getting the, the voluntary benefit out there and, and um, taking as much feedback as we can from our, our customers and making it as good and useful a product as possible. Um, and the second part of the business is, as we were building out our network, um, talking to, to the fertility clinics and pharmacies, we needed to offer something of value to them. And the, the concierge platform does that because the people that end up going to fertility clinics come in with a much higher level of um, education. They're more prepared for the yeah. journey. And the clinics um, were noticing that and said, hey, this um, this idea of you... Um, uh, helping patients find the right clinic is great, but um, that software looks really great. Can we put our own patients on it uh, because we'd like them to benefit from it? And so we're offering these two uh, parts of the business, software to fertility clinics and the benefit to employers. Um, and I think we've, we're going to gain a lot of uh, ground in helping as many people as possible with those. Once we have reached a certain point with those, we will look at other additional um products and insurance is one of them but we're not there yet yeah i mean i think there's like two pieces here for the for people listening to this that i guess i think are really obvious but maybe that's just because i've you know live in this sort of world of looking at tech companies that are disrupting the way we do things the first one is not directly uh increasing the odds of success but the fact that people are following a certain protocol or they're having assistance they're not like chasing down the google demon they're like actually like following certain things when they go in to actually have procedures or to do IVF or whatever, they're in a much better condition to do it. They're, they're, they're eating the right foods. They're doing, they're doing everything they possibly could to improve the chances of success, which I think has to have at least some calculable impact on success at some point. And the other part is like you talked about the doctors and what they're fielding. Right now, they're fielding a hot mess. You're fielding people who are literally scrambling and probably, if I could put myself in that position, are probably a little bit pissed and like coming in mean with doctors, like no one's giving me answers. Like, why are you not telling me? Like, this is life and death to them and the doctor. There's like, you're one of 8 million patients like that are on my next line. And so throwing all this information, some worthwhile, some Google sourced at doctors, if you could remove that element, then... I think that for the doctors, it's it's more organized. It's probably more cost effective. Uh, there's a lot less back and forth crossover. There's a lot less people coming in and be like, I tried this and it didn't work. And like, I didn't tell you to try this. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all of that, I, I'd love to learn more just sort of like you're walking through the use case. And rather than just, you know, two dudes talking about fertility, Paula, mm-hmm. you've, you've had, yeah, you've absolutely. got to watch us. So like, what, where are we going? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's what really drew me to um, to New Bundle and um, the mission that we're on, really around supporting patients throughout the journey. You know, having been through the process four times myself, my four kids, I know 
um, even when you don't struggle, there are just so many questions around, you know, is this normal? You know, what should I expect? You know, even leading up to a doctor's visit, what kind of questions should I be asking? And uh, just so much uncertainty. And of course, you know, as a career woman, you know, dealing with all of this, juggling your work, juggling your family. um, And uh, it's a lot. Like It's a lot. And and you're you're on Google, much as you described, trying to get answers. And um, your, your doctor's office just doesn't have a lot of time to spend with you. So this platform really provides a place, a safe haven for uh, patients to go to and um, find answers on their own. Um, you know, work with a care concierge that'll help them navigate the logistical and um, emotional aspects of the journey um, that you oftentimes don't get that level of support through your doctor. So we are going to pay some more bills, kick it to the news, and I want to come back and sort of do kind of a walkthrough for the audience. And people can call in the number 312-981-7200 if you have questions about this. I, I want to walk through the journey and, and, and show people like how easy this can really be. So we're going to kick to the uh, to the commercial now, and then we'll come back with the news. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Catoon. Joining me from the New Bundle team, Chris Cruz, Paula Fontana. We were just talking... Well, we've been talking about this the whole time, but we're going to continue talking about it. There's sort of a, a couple of sides to this. There's the family side, there's the provider side. Um, I would love to, to hear from you, Paul, just for those listening, what that looks like. So what, what can they do? What can people do to use the tool? So there's a couple of different ways that um, that families might be exposed to the platform. So they may have the benefit um, through their employer, or they may have the benefit through their um, their physician's office. Um, but you know, say that uh, a family has access to New Bundle through their employer, what they would do is their employer would give them access to the platform, and they would log into the platform. And one great thing about New Bundle is how personalized the platform really is around that particular family's needs. So um, you immediately when you sign up, um, you're asked a couple of questions about um, kind of your your experience on the journey, kind of where you're starting from. Um, and from there, really all of the resources that you're presented um, and all of your interactions with that care concierge are really tailored to um, your specific needs. Um, so when you log into the platform, your first interaction is actually with our care concierge. So think of it you know, as very high tech, high touch. Yeah. Um, where um, you know, Sheila, one of our care concierges, for example, it's like a real person. It's like, a real yeah. person. You know, she is interacting with you and and just um, understanding a little bit more about uh, what questions you might have, what concerns that you are experiencing in the process. You know, just the emotional aspects of it. If she can help with the logistics of anything with the doctor or even, um, you know, just navigating the overall landscape. Um, uh, there's a, a set of curated resources that we make available in the platform. Um, those are all, they've all, all been vetted through our um, chief medical officer that we have on the team. Uh, we also work with clinics that um, are partnered with us to make sure that they're in line with medical advice. Um, and then more recently, we're adding on a new capability where if you are undergoing treatment, um, we will provide a reminder service um, to patients. Um, so say, for example, if, if you're scheduled to take a medication you know, on a specific timeline, um, we can text you reminders um, both 
you know, on a, on a speci- specified schedule, um, both before you're, you're scheduled to take the medication um, and at the prescribed time. So I think it's fair to say a little pro tip for the audience. It's better to follow Sheila and the links that she shares with you than it is an Instagram influencer. Absolutely. <laughs> just, just slightly safer. Yeah. Um, and the other thing you brought up, I think, is really important to note here. And this is sort of piggybacking on my mom project podcast a little bit. But I think it's important. Um, one chaotic life if you have kids or you don't have kids and you're trying to have kids and you work for both people absolutely in particular for the mom because you already are like grasping at things and to remember to take pills or probiotics or whatever you're told to take is very difficult and it's it's hard to add something new to a routine that's not natural to you especially if you're not a person who already has like a morning routine of taking pills Um, and so those tools are incredibly helpful obviously for the process but when it comes to employers, this is kind of what we talked about on the mom project. I am at a complete loss for words at this point when I hear big companies who come on this show, and I'm not poo-pooing on people who've actually been on the show, although I am. They say, I'm, I'm hiring, and then they go into their benefits packages. And the benefits packages are like, in the case that they're like hiring like 22-year-olds, I guess, whatever, beer is good. But for like anyone who plans on hiring and keeping employees for like, any more than a few years into their years that they get married and buy a home and have a family, they provide almost no benefits. And this is such a low barrier entry for an employer to provide a service that the the people who work for your company love you for it. They literally feel like you have helped them and their family in a meaningful way that cost. Honestly, I don't know your, your cost numbers, but I'm going to guess it's a lot cheaper than whatever they're paying crafty to come in and have a barista like walking around the office making custom lattes that's exactly right we hear a lot from uh, employers who um, have open positions or are struggling to retain people um, and they offer some benefits that are good maybe used to be yeah i'm not saying they're the not good they're good it's just that like you know your people exactly the the, the millennials who make up the biggest proportion of the workforce now 10 years ago would have loved those benefits, but now they're looking for different types of benefits. Um, and, you know, f- f- uh, infertility uh, fertility benefits and uh, benefits for new parents can sometimes be expensive, but that's uh, why we position New Bundle in the way we did as a voluntary benefit to make it affordable, particularly for small and medium-sized businesses. They may be looking at... Um, alternatives which which would cost tens of thousands miss hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes um the way we've positioned new bundle is that um to cover all your employees it's going to cost the equivalent of one or two lunches uh, a year for each of your employees yeah that's it's, it it's, it's a no-brainer and, yeah. I, and i think the other thing that this isn't i am in no way comparing the importance or significance of fertility with financial but if you look at the the top growing fastest growing companies not just in chicago nationally they are companies that are investing in three main areas above and beyond free food and the first one is financial health and just well-being providing you with ways to invest in etfs ways to educate yourself on how to become financially viable uh kind of piggybacking on that is the next one which is dealing with another crisis this country has which is student debt Mm -hmm. they're investing a lot of money and contributing copay and putting money towards your student debt and you come on and you know we sort of help you pay or match you on your payments and the third thing is healthcare and yet for whatever reason the most obvious the most predictable need 
fertility. People are going to try to have children if they can or want to. The other stuff is unpredictable. I don't know if you're going to have a heart condition. I don't know if you do good if you smoke. Like You lied on the application, I'm sure. So like I have no idea. This is one of the areas that you can have almost an immediate payback. And, in, and because of the way you guys positioned it, you know who's opting in and out. Like it, You're not paying for just some random thing that no one's using. Yeah, and you look at all the other benefits. Like, I mean, how many companies? I, I can't remember. You guys are tied up with with Lightbank, and these guys so you might know this, but like Vic always talks about Vic Bascucci from Lightbank always comes on the show and goes the the PEPM. How many employers are? How many people are paying and using per month? And if you have a, a package for people that no one's actually using, you're just like that money is just gone. Mm-hmm. And you guys are offering something that I think is incredibly intuitive because it's it's a person they're basically saying like i need to use this i want to opt in it's it's your opt-in yeah exactly and the cost is so low that to get a positive roi as i mentioned it's the equivalent of buying your your team lunch once or twice a year or if you retain one employee as a result of offering these benefits and you don't have to go and hire it's paid that's an important point that's a huge part employees are much more likely to return to work after giving birth if they feel as though their employer is supporting them in the process and and that's one thing that really made me fall in love with new bundle is is how it really supports and sustains that employee employer relationship um, and promotes it more as a partnership you know that that employer is playing an active role in supporting that that employee's life yeah. and um, and and the meaning that's attached to that and um, and ultimately, the results that the employer sees in, in terms of employee loyalty, um, their their stickiness, their retention rates, um, it's really pretty impressive. I'll throw a stat out from the Mom Project show. I'm going to trust that they were right in the stats, so don't quote me on it. But this is across men and women, that the employers who actively played a role in their family care, knowing like just knowing that they were trying to plan a family, just anything. Forty-three percent more likely responded more likely to to continue to stay at that job and not just jump off. Yeah, that's a huge number. I mean, I, I won't name the company, but I was talking to a company this week who told me that they're spending on average ten thousand dollars per new employee to recruit someone, and this is not high level. This is like business developments. Like that's like a third of the pay that they're going to give the person. They're paying ten thousand a month to try to find good people. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. I've seen a, a few different similar stats about um, just like sixty percent more uh, more loyal, like seventy yep. percent more grateful, um, and the forty three percent more likely to stay for longer. That's real. Like we're talking about like when you add you apply that percentage to what you're paying to get a new employee and train and, and keep. That's real money. I yep. mean, that's not like cost savings. It's baked in. Like that's like legitimate, real. Like how much money do you save? If four people stay on instead of having to rehire, that's forty thousand bucks right there. Forget about training and disruption to business. Forty thousand bucks saved right there. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Uh, all right, we're going to take one more commercial here, and then we're going to come back. And I would love to learn more about the other side of the coin here with with the, the business side of this, if you will. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I am your host Scott Tatoon. We were talking to the new bundle folks here, um, Chris. We were sort of we talked about this a couple segments ago. We talked just now about why individual users want to use this. You mentioned in a previous segment the importance and the value that, that you provide clinics. And I'd love for those out there, and, and we've, we've had a lot of companies on the show that are in the healthcare space, and there's a lot of people on, on the listener side that are working at or in the clinic side. How does New Bundle help clinics, and how do clinics get involved with New Bundle? Yeah, absolutely. So um, fertility clinics have uh, odd dynamics at play. 
the the need for fertility treatment is growing uh, like 15% a year and I think that's lower than the actual underlying demand but it's growing fast but uh, a lot of the top clinics only the, the top two or three in each city are at capacity um, and it's bec- partly because of some of the reasons we've been talking about it's very uh, intensive for um, for the doctors and for the nurses and other staff to um, uh, cater to patients because understandably patients are very distressed they want to ask a lot of questions they want to be handheld throughout the whole process but that also means that doc- uh, the doctors are able to see fewer um, patients and the number of um, doctors the specialists are called reproductive endocrinologists in this field uh, that are coming into the profession each year just aren't isn't keeping up with demand and so one of the the big benefits that they saw and pulled new bundle towards them is um, that we're able to to talk to patients and and help them and hold their hands in ways that um, clinical staff aren't set up to from an emotional perspective from just providing information and resources um, that's what our coaching platform is set up to do so this is not uh, tied relatively, but it is in the sense that just to put a financial kind of understanding for the listener on this, I was at a pitch event at, I know you're a booth guy, I was at Northwestern, you don't have to let that slide, but um, it was for colonoscopies. So again, not the same in any regard, literally the exact opposite, in fact. Um, but what was interesting about it was, is the average clinic right now is able to give uh, 11 colonoscopies a day, like not the whole clinic, but any individual provider. And I thought, like, that's obviously a lot, but their target number is 13 to 15, but they'd never get those numbers because some problem happens. And it's usually the patient did something that they weren't supposed to do before the day before, whatever problems occur. And the amount of money that, again, I'm not going to use the same terms because what you guys, what you guys do in a colonoscopy is obviously different. The financials are different, but the amount of money that you can gain by adding 20% more procedures or 20% more patients visited or seen saves a ton of money on the loss side of it, but also gains a ton of money on we are able to actually work with more patients. And like if nothing else, if you if you accomplish nothing else, every single clinic benefits from the fact that they can be more organized and see more patients who are more qualified to be seen at that time. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a win-win for, for everyone from the clinics for the reason you described, but then very much so from a, a patient and individual perspective because they're getting uh, more information the, uh, at, the, at the times they want it and how they want it. Um, uh, patients these days don't always like to have to go into a clinic and take time off work to go and see someone. Um, so they, they like the fact that they can uh, talk to someone uh, on their phones, on their, on their laptops. We only have a couple minutes left on this segment, but I want to get it in before we uh, go to the next one. Can you walk us through a little bit about what it's like for a clinic? Like, how would they engage New Bundle? What does it look like for them? Um, so, we're we're working with um, quite a few clinics right now, but to um, work with them. They, uh, we, we typically like to start just showing the value of New Bundle, giving them a demo uh, of the platform. Um, and then we make the process really uh, easy to, to, to um, start working with us. We need to understand their processes, their, their systems. We need to understand like what their staff um, do. And is then- it fairly universal or, or is it really like... It's really tailored to the needs of the individual clinic. Okay. So uh, part of the benefit, um, the, the concierge... Um, team essentially they have a process that that we use to onboard new clinics but it's really tailored to 
understanding that specific clinic's practices, what their recommendations are to patients in various scenarios, what their practices are. Um, so we're able to accurately provide uh, information to patients at the time that they need it. So we know definitively based on the surveys that um, we've run with our patients, um, they're, they're spending upwards of two to four hours a week on Google before joining new bundles. So you think, imagine what that's like yeah. and your, it's probably your mindset, even more than that. <laughs> scrubbing Google for new information and the panic behind that. Um, we also know that patients are five times more likely to select a clinic if they have a concierge to yep. help them navigate the logistical and emotional aspects of the journey. Um, they're also much more likely to stay in treatment. So if you think about that process and uh, maybe your first treatment isn't successful, um, their ability to persist, because it's, it's physically draining, it's emotionally yeah. draining, it's it's financially draining. And, and so having someone that's going to work with you through all of that um, you know, outside of your doctor. In well, that's the thing, the right? It's, it's super, it's, we talked about obviously a lot of this, it's demanding on the patient, but the clinician is Absolutely. incredibly demanding. On they that. really care. They work hard. The, the um, doctors, but the nurses, especially they're talking to patients, they're responding at all hours of the day. Um, and yet, um, often the patients don't, uh, like see that they're, they're understandably yeah. caught up in what they're doing. And so we really, like to provide that support to the to the staff at the clinic. Um, I mean, it's in a lot of ways. And this sounds, you know, I, I don't mean it to sound like it's not personal because it's very personal, but it's a customer success mm-hmm. that you know most medical anything <laughs> don't have or don't do well. Like that's just an area that they just usually don't do well in it. And, and even their training is like kind of pushes them away from being very personal. Yeah. And so when you have a tool that you can basically bolt on to your clinic and off, you know, outsource that and is you focus hugely on the powerful. That you do best, yeah, and, and really it takes a lot it, of pressure off, of right? It. I mean, this is an extremely competitive business. You know, everyone's on Yelp, everyone's providing reviews on medical websites, and and so a lot of the need that we've seen with with clinics is around. Well, how do I? You know, my my nurse team really works hard, and um, you, I have a great staff, but it just you can't keep pace with the needs around this because it is a 24-hour thing. And so uh, really thinking of this as a partnership with the clinic and really an extension of their team is is how we've approached the problem. Yeah, I I think this is uh, an absolute no-brainer for clinics. I think it's an absolute no-brainer for all of the people who are struggling in silence through it. So uh, I appreciate you guys building this. We'll we'll finish the wrap. After we do the pitch, we'll come back and sort of wrap up on next thoughts. But um, it's been really, I think the, the audience is going to enjoy this option. Put it that way. Alrighty, folks, it's time for the startup showcase portion of the show. Time to find out who is riding up in this elevator right now. Hi, I'm Kate Stilwell, CEO of Jumpstart, and we build financial resilience for the millions of Americans who face the threat of a natural disaster. Earthquakes, floods, they're bad enough as it is, but what's worse is most of us have no safety net. Not just no insurance, but no savings. What that means is a natural disaster quickly spirals into a financial disaster. Jumpstart creates a new approach to insurance that pays a lump sum right away. A financial jumpstart. $10,000, use it however you need, and the payment is triggered simply by occurrence of the event. No claims adjusters, no red tape. And in that way, we're revolutionizing the experience of insurance. From something complicated, expensive, and slow, making it fast, simple, and affordable. 
We launched less than a year ago for earthquakes in California, and we're in process of expanding to other natural disasters in other states. Well said, Kate. Uh, so right off the bat, I just I want to know, I mean, obviously you guys are disrupting this industry with this. Why did it take Jumpstart to be able to actually offer this? This new approach is called parametric, and it ref- the parametric refers to the parameter, which is the data that triggers the payment. So that data comes from public source. Now, the, having no claims adjusters is um, a really a real departure from typical and conventional insurance. It really um, pushes the mindset of what insurance can be, and the, the big insurers. They're comfortable. Why should they push the boundary of what insurance can be and create this totally different product if they have their cash cows? It's I, I honestly, and I could be completely wrong here, but I, I have always looked at the adjuster, even for auto claim, as the defender, the, the last line of defense against the big fund of money that the insurer has. And this is like completely removing that. But the, the big question is your data. How are you making that data be able to actually make an you know, accurate. So you know that you're actually, you know, obviously there's, you still have to make money in the end of the day. Absolutely. So the data used to justify the payment is publicly available data. And a parametric process only works when both sides of the transaction, the insured person and the insurance company, are using a transparent set of data because it levels the playing field. If it wasn't a publicly available transparent data set, it wouldn't, uh, there wouldn't be trust in the interaction and it wouldn't be able to be settled. The payments wouldn't be able to be settled so quickly. Very cool. Well, obviously, we've got Hurricane Dorian uh, setting down on us right now. Uh, so I hope people will look at this. And I don't know if they have time before it hits land. Can they sign up? How quick can they sign up? Yeah, so we're available for earthquakes in California. We're not yet available for hurricanes. Okay. Um, and, and for hurricanes, um, if and when this becomes available... There's, there would be probably be a re- waiting period so that it's not available in the few days bef- as the hurricane is bearing down. Uh, but that said, um, how quickly can someone sign up for an earthquake product? One of our customers has said it's easier than ordering a lift. It's faster than ordering a pizza. That is uh, amazing. and probably does make good business sense to not let them sign up as it's bearing down. <laughs> That's probably a, a good way to go out of business. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to call in. Where can people call? To, well, where can people go to learn more about it, one, and sign up? And then where can people go to invest? Search uh, to, to sign up. Search Jumpstart Insurance or Jumpstart Parametric. To invest, we are live on Republic's crowdfunding site, so republic.co. Our website to sign up is jumpstartrecovery.com. Awesome. Thank you, Kate, very much. I appreciate the time. Thank you, Scott. Take care. Of course. Uh, So, folks, as mentioned, uh, you can go to republic.co, register at Republic, and then I will be sharing on at Technori and at Katoon and all Twitter and social everything um, a link to the page so you can go read more. I highly recommend reading the terms. I always find it fascinating to learn how companies view themselves, let alone invest. This seems like one that is uh, its kind of an obvious but if the, if the math works out, it seems like an obvious investment. So uh, I want to kick over to my, my entrepreneurs who are here in studio. Uh, what were your just initial thoughts on that? Um, I mean, from a consumer perspective, it sounded uh, like there is a need. Um, and the model seems to be a very natural one for consumers. My only thought is um, how can they do it profitably and sustainably? Um, like what is their price point yep. for the consumers? Um I, I believe from a data perspective, they can figure out how to do it profitably, but I just wonder if the price points will um, allow them to get enough volume to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, my natural thought on this is similar to your own. It, it goes back to the data points where it's like, 
I don't have a doubt that they can get it. It's just very unpredictable. Is it, you know, like an earthquake, for example. Is it a four? Is it a nine? Is it seven? Like, did, is it complete? Did California break apart from the, from the states? Like, what happened? Because you don't know how much damage there'll be. So, you know, you know, the insurance space, you know, fairly well enough to know that, like, in my mind, if the data suggests that there's enough time between events in any place that they cover, that those people are paying a certain premium, which I'm going to hope that they figured out the proper premium, that during that period of time that, that there is no disaster, that they're recouping enough money that it makes up for whatever the loss is when the event happens. Is that yeah, that, kind of yeah. seem like the way to look at it? I, I think so. I mean, the fact that they cap the amount that they pay out, I think, is it's smart. It limits the, the risk. Um, I just, as I said, wonder what the, the actual premiums are and how many uh, people they can get to sign up at that level. You know, it's the other thing that this is, it goes to the, the point of the cap, but it's really interesting is who they target. Because I, I'm looking at this, I'm going, it's not a coincidence to me that they would target, obviously, earthquakes in, in California. But there are certain areas around the United States where certain disasters happen on a very frequent level, but they're just not catastrophic. Mm-hmm. And if you're capped at 10,000, catastrophic happens. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's catastrophic or it's not. If you know that these people know that they're going to incur somewhere between two and $10,000 worth of damage on a fairly regular basis, but they also know how cumbersome calling and saying, my roof you know, broke. Is it because of the hurricane or because of the earthquake or is it because you didn't replace your roof and t- you know, like those individuals know the pain point. And so if they market it properly to people who regularly see this kind of damage, I would pay to make sure that like, if I had a car payment, I would pay to make sure that I don't have to have to wait like and, and pay out of pocket to like get going again. I would totally pay an extra premium. Assuming the number is good. I would totally pay a premium to be able to know that you're going to, I mean, I'm basically paying to make sure a $10,000 check gets sent to me. That's really kind of what i'm paying for yeah i mean my initial impression is i like it the 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 business model there are a, a few other things i'd want to know but it definitely passes yeah, we, didn't the first. Get in, we didn't get into some of the parts that like are the literally catastrophic for a business yeah like this, it, but it, it it passes the first um state step for me yeah awesome paul any thoughts on it no, I'm, I'm just uh wildly enthusiastic about how this could disrupt um the experience altogether yeah. with regard to insurance claims and the potential even within the broader industry. You think about what you go through um, you when you suffer a loss yeah. and how to make that, and, and even around all the motion around that, you know, how to make that process simpler uh, for families. We're in the right place in Chicago with disruptive insurance companies. I, 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 lo- I mean, this sounds, this is like the joke that I make every time I meet a lawyer. I love anyone who is tackling insurers because I just like as a person who has paid for insurance, a ridiculous amount of insurance for health insurance and others forever. And like, I am so, I mean, hopefully nothing bad happens to me, but I'm so in the hole on how much I've paid versus how much I've taken out that it's insane. And I, I just love that people who are trying to like make other people think. Like there's there's a better way to do this where like the average Joe is not just completely ripped off. Yeah, Chicago's had a couple of big successes recently with home insurance and car yeah. insurance. Yeah, uh, I mean they're all they're all in your backyard in your building probably. I mean you get, got obviously you got Snapsheet and you got uh, Clear Cover and Kin. Kin just raised what forty seven million. I mean yeah. you got a bunch of them. So very cool. All right, we are going to have a bunch of commercials in a row because someone's got to get paid, uh, and then we're going to come back and I want to wrap up with you guys on sort of. You know what the big hope is for with New Bundle and all the users, the clinics, and the people in, in general, and where people can go to, to get on it and all that kind of stuff. So we will do that after I do my reads. All right, folks, final stretch. We've got the New Bundle team sitting in here. 
we've talked all about the product, all about the service, how it works, how clinics can use it, how people can use it. But in the end, there's a mission for why you start a company. And that mission for you guys, what is the big hope that fast forward, we have you guys come back on here in a couple of years and everyone's on it. What does this look like for you? Well, we're, we're very focused on expanding uh, access to, to fertility care as broadly as possible. And as, as we've talked about, we're doing that through employers, but then also helping fertility clinics operate more efficiently. That's where we saw the biggest gap in, in the markets that, that we were looking at. And so in two years, I'd, I'd love to see a massive change in how people think about infertility, the resources that are available to them, um, how they can access it. I mentioned that there was a gap of literally multiples, four to 800 percent of, of utilization in fertility services between the U.S. and other countries. And I'd love to see that gap um, closed, if not uh, completely gone. But more broadly, um, we see a need for vertically focused um, healthcare solutions. Um, a lot of companies nowadays are, are, have solutions that apply the same uh, products across the board, and we think there's a, a more of a need, certainly within uh, verticals like uh, fertility care, but then also um, with pregnancy and, and pediatrics, um, where having solutions that are focused um, narrowly can be very beneficial because the needs do vary pretty significantly across them. Paul, I want to ask you also on this kind of piece we talk about how the employers can benefit from this like by being you know better to their people the conversation around this topic of fertility has been one that is sort of met differently but it's it, people don't want to talk about it they don't want to ask about it in some cases they really can't ask about it how do you recommend companies in general I mean, it's kind of two-sided, but how do you recommend companies in general approaching the subject and talking about it with potential uh, employees and engaging interest? Would this be something that would be valuable? Should we adopt this? I mean, I agree. I think there is um, maybe less so than than maybe 10 years ago, but there is a stigma associated with the topic, and and particularly in... In companies, I think you know, companies are still getting their arms around how to best support employees through uh, the family planning process, you know, through pregnancies, return to work. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, but but again, you know, I've talked to so many employers that are deeply sympathetic and are looking to partner with employees differently than maybe they have in the past. So I think it's really around an open dialogue and um, what those needs are. I know a number of employers have done um, you know, employee surveys, you know, so there's some level of anonymity to the whole yeah. process. <laughs> That's a long word. That word is, I don't even use <laughs> it anymore. Tricky word. But um, the, the point I'm making is that um, you don't feel like you have to put people on the spot to yeah. gauge the need. Um, you know, if, if you can, you know, put the options out there, let employees um, reflect and provide input and guidance as to the level of importance on, on these key benefits, you know, I, I think you're going to see um, a level of interest that may be surprising um, and, and really in line with a lot of um, the other benefits that are available. And on the flip side, the, the employees themselves, how, how would they usually broach or how could they or should they broach the subject of, of wanting this as something that, you know, let's say that a company locally here starts using New Bundle. Yeah. And then they hear about it and they're like, this 
company down the street's doing this. How can I tell my employer like this would be absolutely important? I mean, it, you can go to our website, newbundle.com. Uh, we have a number of uh, we have materials and collateral that we can provide to you um, to help you advocate uh, for these types of benefits at your workplace. Um, or if you want us to, to reach out on your behalf, then then you can do that. We have a form on our, our site where you can submit your employer's information and we'll reach out and um, mention you or not mention you if, uh, as you would like. Um, but we will talk to your HR team. See, that's that to me is really interesting because I've not really heard anyone who's who offers something like that. We're like totally. I, I'd be like, do I do I want them to offer this? Yes. Do I want to be the person who's like, hey, I want you know, like you, maybe I talk to some of my coworkers and they want it, but I don't want to be the one who says like, can we do this? And I'm sure if you're an empl- if you're a good employer, which would be the kind of person who would say yes to something like this anyway, they probably at least can generally hear people in the in the company like what they're talking about yeah and so it's timely that if someone on that team reaches out to new bundles like can you guys approach them and and offer this they're probably if they're smart they will have listened to their people enough to know that there's some kind of murmur well and there's a universality to this as well you think about people that might be early in the process planning maybe they have questions about birth control Maybe they have questions about what they're experiencing and whether this is normal, when to seek help. And yep. um, we get a lot of those questions in the platform. So don't think of this exclusively, much as Chris had said, too. We're looking at ways we can support pregnancy better as well. Um, don't think of us explicitly as an infertility solution. It's really about providing support for families that are going through the family planning process. Very cool. I, I appreciate you guys coming in and, and taking the time to go through this whole thing. I think there's a ton of questions that you know we can obviously try to answer here but there's a lot of questions that people honestly it's so individualized that there really isn't a place to go and the fact that new bundle offers that i think is really unique the other thing that we we did kind of glaze over it but i think it's a, an important part of this is the the psyche and the makeup of the general person when they start going to google just to like figure out like where do i go like they, they don't maybe don't even know that they have infertility issues yet they just want to know the lay of the land it can send you into just really the wrong direction Mm -hmm. and you all of a sudden like the pressure mounts and it just gets crazier and this is a tool i think you could you could even start getting on to before you come into problems you can literally be like you know prepare and and look at links that are actually like you know i don't know really actual medical studies which is, is kind of a huge, huge component. Yeah, we, uh, as Paula was mentioning, we also uh, answer a lot of questions, provide a lot of uh, content on how to, to get pregnant naturally. There is a lot to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I thank you guys very much for coming in here, Paula and Chris. Thank you uh, for having us. Of course. Yep, thank you. Newbundle.com? Newbundle.com, N-U-B-U-N-D-L-E. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this has been a great show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed learning a little bit about Newbundle, learning about uh, Jumpstart. Obviously, you should listen to the the Startup Showcase more often. You should download the podcast wherever we get podcasts. Here is Dave Ennett, Northwestern Football. Go Cats!